Happy Easter. It is good to see you folks here on this day. I'm Pastor Mike Toomey, one of the pastors here at Hope, and it is a delight to bring you a message that Jesus Christ speaks to each and every one of us on this day. Let's begin with a word of prayer. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day and we praise you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Heavenly Father, as you have gathered us here on this day, we pray for your Holy Spirit to open our hearts, to open our ears, and empower our hands and feet so that we might be doers, practitioners of your Easter gospel. It's in his name we pray, and all of God's people said, on Friday... Jesus died. Jesus was the son of God. Jesus was the son of man. He was the Lord of lords and he was buried in a grave. And the whole earth trembled with fear. His disciples, his students, his friends, they scattered in fear and denial and they locked themselves away in a house. Women who had followed Jesus, they, they followed him to the cross. They, they, they even followed, a few of them followed him to, to the tomb as they buried his body and rolled a stone over the grave. They too were filled with grief and uncertainty. Pontius Pilate and the priests feared, so they set a guard and they sealed his tomb and all of creation shook instilling fear into those who felt the tremor, even the temple, the very house of God, and the barrier between man and God was ripped wide open. Disaster, hatred, terror permeated Friday. And all of those words, disaster, hatred, and terror, they can be boiled down to one word here and now, and that word is fear. Fear can be a great motivator. It plunges nations into war. It divides the people of a singular nation to see each other as their enemies. It can destroy the bonds of family. I've seen it set brother against brother. I have seen fear make a father hate his children, and I have seen fear make a mother despise her children. Sometimes fear is so powerful that it sucks the life from its victims, freezing them in their capacity and casting them into a void of complete inaction. When I was training to be a pastor, they, they sentenced us to 400 hours of work at a hospital. Yes, I mean sentenced. There we were supposed to visit people and to look into our deepest and, own, deepest and darkest fears in our own life as we went about doing ministry. In almost every one of these cohorts of students, there's always one. There's always one student who finds a way to 
hide. They're afraid. We, we had a student in our cohort. He went away to the, to the visiting rooms, and, and there he sat in a corner all by himself, visiting no one, not the staff, not the patients, not, not any of the family members, just sat in a corner reading theology. It wasn't me. But after a couple weeks of his sentence being brought down a little bit every day, the supervisor, she became quite curious. The nurses hadn't seen him. The patients, they hadn't seen him. His other students, we hadn't seen him either. So she said, what are you up to and where have you been? And then he broke down in tears saying he was afraid. He was afraid of rejection. He was afraid of death. He was just plain afraid to visit with people. As he broke down, there was a knot in my own stomach. Because I too was afraid. You've been there, haven't you? We've all been there. We've all been to a place of fearful inaction, frozen. But then there's other folks. If they don't freeze up, they, they react with, with violence or, or anger. And in a moment, in a flash, they... They say words that they wish they could take back, but the damage is already done to the people that are dear to them. Fear may be a great motivator, but ironically, excessive fear, chronic fear, it brings about the same fate and danger that it points its shivering hand, and that is death. Easter, though. Easter is the beginning of the end of fear. Easter, yes, it begins right in the midst of fear, but it begins to put an end to it. No one was more fearful of Jesus' own death than the devil, for the devil knew that if Jesus took the nail, his power was ended. The devil knew that when Jesus was raised from the tomb, his grip upon your soul would have to be conceded. Jesus' friends, they were rightfully afraid for they too would be hunted by the agents of Caesar and the minions of the temple and they would be locked away. The two Marys, the ones who we meet on this morning, they go to the tomb and I'm sure they trembled as they walked. Some say that he went there to, they went there to go finish the work as Matthew puts it, they went to go look at the tomb. Have you ever been to a graveyard? Most of you have. The graveyard is there and there's grief and there's fear. 
where more than earth and stone separate us from the ones that we love. I'm usually in the cemetery for professional reasons. I see people milling about and moving leaves off of grave markers, caring for them. I see them putting flowers out as a sign of life. I see people looking at headstones and taking a look at the monuments and making sure and taking notes that the the monuments and that the caretaker of the cemetery will set them aright after years of neglect. Usually when I'm there, we, we gather around an open grave and we hear the word and we pray. And then some people take time for reflection and goodbye and they'll lay a flower and shed a few tears and then walk away. There was one time in my mind, in my encounters at the cemetery that was quite different than that. There were two parents around the grave And tears were being shed that watered the ground. And the father's shoulders shook with trembling, with grief, with fear. Those were my shoulders. Those were my tears. But I come here today not to share with you fear and grief, but to share with you the gospel that it is Jesus Christ who breaks into that grief and into that fear. It is Christ Jesus who goes there who breaks into this where all heaven and earth comes down to end fear with an earthquake the angel of the Lord and the stone of Jesus' tomb is rolled away the seal of Pilate is shattered and the guard of an empire is lying paralyzed on a ground and the gospel, the good news is proclaimed for the angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. I've heard it said, and so I say it to you because I know it is true that the stone was not rolled away to let Jesus out, but it was let to, but it was rolled away to let us witness the power that God has over death. The women go running, filled with joy, and in their run, and in their sprint, Jesus breaks their stride and says, greetings. Greetings. What a boring translation that is. 
I went to the original language to find out what this really means. It doesn't mean greetings. It means more like this, rejoice, be glad. Rejoice. Death is defeated. Fear is being squashed. This is Easter. This is the beginning of the end. Do not be afraid, Jesus says. If they hadn't heard it from the angel, if it went deaf upon their ears, Jesus says it to them once more. Do not be afraid and go. Tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. As Jesus spoke these words to the women on that first Easter, on this day, he speaks them to you now. Do not be afraid. Do not fear the unholy trinity of sin, death, and devil. For the book of Revelation promises us that the devil's time is short. And the gospel of John promises us that death is conquered. What is the most famous verse from there? Nothing less than for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not die, but have eternal life. And St. Paul, an apostle of an untimely fashion, He writes to a church living in the shadow of an oppressive empire these words of hope that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Sin is defeated. I'm not sure, but I've done somewhere north of 200 funerals. And I've probably sat beside the same number of those who have had a limited time here on this earth. And I can tell you that in those times where there is faith, there is hope. And where there is hope, death, fear is mute. St. Paul continues to write his words of promise and he writes these words, or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too shall live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, and we have, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. One of the great saints of the last century was a prophet, a pastor, a theologian. His name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was convicted of treason with the intent to assassinate Adolf Hitler. And he was put into a prison camp and sentenced to death. And just weeks before the Allies liberated the camp, his execution orders were carried out. He was beloved amongst the guards and the other prisoners. But nonetheless, death came to him. One of the prisoners who survived the camp recounted his death as he witnessed it. And he said, I've never seen a man approach death with more peace. And this is what he said at the last, at his last. This is the end. For me, 
the beginning of life. I have counseled many relationships, many marriages, many parents and children. And when I see people approach their problems with faith, things turn out much better. I have sat with the unemployed and I have heard them express their faith in wonderful terms where it is not their employer who has defined them, but it is God's decision to love us that defines them in this world. I have listened to the abused declare a new direction for their life and they walk by faith into an uncertain future but knowing that there is a certain God with certain love that will carry them forth. I've seen those searching for meaning and purpose in their life and when they finally awake to the joy of the resurrection, they come alive and run to their brothers and sisters who need to hear a word of hope, a word of freedom, a word of deliverance. Where there's faith, there's hope. And where there's hope, fear is mute. Faith that drives out fear, it's for all people, it's for you. Each and every one of you. Are you hurting in soul or body? I want you to hear Jesus' words on Easter. Do not be afraid. Have you been delivered a diagnosis of an illness that'll control your life and maybe shorten it? I want you to hear Jesus' words. Do not be afraid. Are you going through a divorce? I want you to hear Jesus' Easter proclamation. Do not be afraid. Are you struggling with your job? I want you to hear Jesus define you and your emotional state. Do not be afraid. Are you fighting with your family? Do not be afraid. What makes your heart quake? I want you to look it in the eye and tell that fear to return from the depths of hell from whence it came and let your soul hear Jesus speak to you. Do not be afraid for Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and he invites us into a place, into a life, an eternal life without fear. He invites you and me into a place where we are now defined not by the laws of this world, but by his love, the love of God, by his cross, his forgiveness, and his resurrection. Amen. Let's pray. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you and I praise you for this day. I thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and the words that he speaks to all who follow him. Do not be afraid. Help us to live with such faithful courage in this world so that we might be your people here and now and unto the end of the earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said, amen.